Good morning. Time for the farm show here at the Shank of the Day on Wax 104.5. As Jill and Krista and myself, Bob Bosold, bring you the news in agriculture around the area, around Wisconsin, around the nation, and around the world as part of the Midwest Farm Report family. We've got markets, 13 first alert weather. We'll look at all kinds of calendar items and what's going on in the world of agriculture. Again, it's time for the farm show. On Wax 104.5. Good morning. Where it's a Thursday morning. You've got Jill Welke here to get a bunch of those chores done and and um, move through our morning with the farm show. Uh, last, uh, it's kind of interesting because that usually once a month I have a couple meetings right in a row that kind of take a little bit of the wind out of my sails. But I had a 4-H leaders meeting on Tuesday night, and last night was my last night as a member of the church council. So getting that wrapped up and moving on to other things of uh, volunteering. And um, one of those things is the Osseo Fairchild FFA alumni and supporters, getting more involved in that and and helping out the uh, ag teacher, FFA advisor and ag teacher down there in Osseo Fairchild. She does, Amelia Hayden, she does so many good things. And I want to do a huge shout out to those that have shared their spreadsheets with me. Um, I know one from Marshfield went right to Amelia and I just looked and from um, Black River Falls came another spreadsheet to help her out and get that toy toy and craft show going, which is going to be held on the 21st of January. It's a pancake breakfast and a toy and craft show. The pancakes start getting served up at 8 o'clock in the morning, and it'll be served till noon as a fundraiser for the Osseo Fairchild FFA. So it's always good to support those around you and talking about supporting those in my driving yesterday, I was to Karat High School to record the FFA on the air. They are the featured school for this weekend, and it's always good to see how things change and evolve. They really are looking towards the community and seeing the needs and taking that first step and not being afraid to jump right in and do something a little bit different think outside the box and I'm for one think outside the box an awful lot these days Um, in our farm news today we're going to be talking about U.S. pork and purchases and some money being awarded to the producer led watership uh, grants and then we've got butter and cheese we'll talk always butter and cheese because I like talking about that And registration is open for the 2024 Wisconsin Agricultural Outlook Forum on Tuesday, January 23rd at the UW-Madison campus. The event runs from 10 till 4 in Varsity Hall in Union South. It's sponsored by Rank Agribusiness Institute. Go to their website to register. And last night, the Wisconsin Fair Association Convention wrapped up and... Kelsey Henderson from Racine County was crowned the 2024 Wisconsin Fairest of the Fair. And we've got uh, first first runner-up came from Waukesha County Fair, Ellie 
who Strazik, and second runner-up was Amalia Draxler from the St. Croix County Fair. Third runner-up was Aubrey Schlimgen from the Dane County Fair. And Aaliyah Hunter, representing the Tremplow County Fair, was the fourth runner-up. So congratulations to all of them for competing down there because we're just talking about thinking outside the box and it's quite a big thing to put yourself out there and compete in an event like that because I know I visited with the fairs to the fairs uh, well the two years that I've been here so far and they get to a lot of fairs and they're really a contact for a lot of different things so that's our up and coming current news We'll be hearing from Pam Yonke. She talked to Riley Call. He's part of the Wisconsin Auctioneers. And we'll learn, you know, we talk about how they talk fast, but they have a method to what they do. So, um, and I've got the last clip from Marin Bosick. He's going to talk about the federal milk marketing orders. And that's what I'm going to share with you actually right now. I'm really curious about the federal milk marketing orders, and boy, they're having a lot of talks. They're going to start up again here on January 16th in Carmel, Indiana. What are some of the hot topics that are coming out of those talks so far? So in general, federal marketing order hearing can be seen as a big maintenance. There are no radical reforms being heard at this hearing. There will rather tweaks around the edges based on the structure that is currently in force. So how do we price beverage milk? What is a fair way to go from butter price to butterfat price, from cheese price to protein price, uh, fr- from commodity prices to component prices, in other words? Um, what is a fair way to price cheese? Should we be pricing it based on barrels or only on blocks? How do we properly incentivize milk to move across the country from uh, surplus to deficit areas? So that those are all... I would consider classic topics of federal orders. Um, At the end of the day, uh, I don't believe that the cumulative effect of these reforms are going to be market improvement in dairy producer well-being, and also probably not so much even for for dairy processors uh, when everything is is said and done. For us in the upper Midwest, um, I don't think that we should be waiting for results with bated breath. We don't have a lot of fluid milk. We have a lot of processors here in Wisconsin, the private processors, and uh, some of them are, have already decided that the federal orders as, it, as they exist today are just not very interesting for them anymore, and they're going to price their milk, they're going to price their milk. Uh, and, and they have decided not to participate in the federal orders anymore. And that was Dr. Marin Bozik. He's the assistant professor for applied sciences from the University of Minnesota. I'm Jill Welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn, reporting to you from the Western Wisconsin Ag Lenders Conference in Altoona. Midwest Farm Report. Well, it is time for our first look at our markets, brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. And our cash livestock, choice-fed beef steers and heifers are 167 to 179 with those mixed steers sitting at 92 to 166, and the mixed heifers sitting at 97 to 166. Finished dairy cross steers and heifers are 140 to 174. 
Choice fed Holstein steers are 145 to 162 with the select and silage fed steers 96 to 144. Cows are 69 to 103 with no quote from the bulls. And shorn and unshorn market lambs are 150 to 182. Feeder lambs are 50 to 280 with use at 45 to 152. Small goats are 65 to $150. Medium goats are 100 to $350. Large goats are $285 to $500, with nanny goats at $35 to $390. And taking a look at our futures markets, live cattle is trending downward in February, down only two cents though to $170.75. April, $173.67, up seven cents. And June, $171.10, up 35 cents. And August, $162, up 40 cents. And our feeder cattle market, those are trending upwards today. January, 224.62, up 85 cents. March, 226.12, up $1.25. April, 231.45, up $1.10. And May, 236.25, up another $1.10. And our lean hog carcasses are also trending upwards today. February, 72.07, up 20 cents. April 78.95 up 45 cents, May 84.70 up 40 cents, and June also up 17 cents to 92.62. And our Chicago Board of Trade, there's a polar vortex. We were just I just mentioned that it's building in Western Canada that's having an effect on our uh, live uh, <laughs> crop prices. It's corn for March. 460 up a penny. March oats, 385, job just a fraction. But our March soybeans are up nine cents to 1245. And March soybean meals sitting at $366 a ton, up two and a half dollars. And our March wheat is at 612 up a penny and a half. And our cheese markets, barrels 148 up a penny. 40-pound blocks, 156 up a nickel. And our gray double-A butter is sitting at 256 and three-quarters. No change from yesterday. And our class three milk futures for January, 1520 down a nickel. But February, we bounce back by 24 cents to 1622. March, 1666 up another 16 cents. April up 11 cents to 1734 and May 1780 up 8 cents and at, towards the end of the year it does head down a little bit but there's not a lot of movement on the market that I saw this morning. So that's our first look at our markets brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. And let's take a look at our farm news for this Thursday morning. In late December, the United States Department of Agriculture committed to purchasing U.S. pork for various food assistant pro assistance programs, including school breakfast and lunch programs. This purchase is meant to support pork producers at a time of low prices. Producers are losing an average of $30 per pig up to $60 per pig and a way to encourage American consumers to eat more pork. USDA's Agricultural Marketing Service will soon be looking for pork products, expected to be pork loin rolls, ham, and pork patties, through its web-based supply chain management system. 
The Wisconsin Department of Ag, Trade, and Consumer Protection has awarded $1 million in producer-led watershed protection grants to 47 farmer-led groups for 2023. Grants support producer-led conservation solutions by encouraging innovation and farmer participation in on-the-ground efforts to improve Wisconsin soil health and water quality. Some of the groups from our area to receive part of this grant include the Red Cedar Conservation Farmers, Farmers for Health, Farmers of Barron County Watersheds, Buffalo Trempolo Farmer Network, Central Wisconsin Farmers Collaborative, and the Chippewa Valley Producer-Led Watershed. This is the ninth round of grant awards since 2015. And this year, DADCAP received more requests than ever, making it one of the most popular programs in the state. And I always talk about butter and cheese, but most U.S. produced butter and cheese is eaten right here in the States. But most dry skim milk products are exported. In 2022, 69% of all the dry skim milk products, that's the non, non-fact dry milk, skim milk powder, and dry skim milk for animal use is exported to other countries, a volume that has tripled since the year 2000. On the other hand, only about 9% of U.S. produced butter is exported, and only about 7% of U.S. made cheese finds its way to the export market. Shelf life is the main one of the main factors in the amounts of dairy products exported. But in 2022, the United States was the second largest exporter of cheese by value in the world, with an estimated value of nearly $2.3 billion. So even though it's only about 7% of U.S. cheese, it must be quite a... I mean, we make so much cheese here in the United States that... It's still a lot of it that gets shipped out. And I know the refrigeration is a big factor that stops, halts some of that cheese and the butter from making our way outside our borders. But we just keep producing some of the best products out there. You see them all over the state of Wisconsin, depending on what circles you travel in. I'm talking about our Wisconsin auctioneers. But listen, this is uh, much more than just the folks you see at the meat animal sale or the folks that you see at a farm estate sale or something like that. It is a profession that is uh, always looking for new talent. Riley Call is in studio with us. He is the current president of the Wisconsin Auctioneers Association. They've got their state convention coming up right away in uh, the new calendar year. And we're kind of talking a little bit about trends. Riley, how long have you been doing this? Gosh, uh, well, I've been uh, president for the past year, uh, but as a member, uh, I think we'll go back to 1995 when I first got my license, and, and, and ever since then. Tell me a little bit about how the industry has changed. Uh, we were talking about it before you got on air, uh, the diversity of the auctions that you're involved in now, uh, size of the auctions, and technology now a big part of the auction business, too. Oh, yes. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, prior to the pandemic, you might have thought there was more live auctioneers, uh, but online has taken a, a bigger presence, but uh, the live auctioneer is still vital to the industry as well, and uh, technology, well, we've got AI and, and we actually do have a speaker coming talking about uh, artificial intelligence at the convention this year. Yep, and that convention, just in case you want to jot the dates down, January 29th through the 31st this year, they're going to be at the Lodge 
at Mauston, the Lodge at Mauston. And I'll tell you right now, if you want to follow the group or let's say that you have been involved in some auctions, might want to upgrade your skill set, then go to the Wisconsin Auctioneers website. That's wisconsinauctioneers.org. Let's talk a little bit more about the trends that you're noticing, Riley. Now, 2023, how busy were you? Are people still turning to the auction service as a means to kind of get business done? Give me a, and, and membership. Tell me a little bit as board president, the way you are kind of seeing your membership. Well, the, I think the trend is uh, we're each and every one of us busier than, than we could ever imagine. Um, sometimes being older, I wish it would have happened when I was younger. Uh, but uh, yes, definitely. Uh, both live and and uh, the online, um, we have uh, 150 members of our association. Uh, there's uh, 400 licensed uh, Wisconsin auctioneers in the state of Wisconsin. Uh, but being a part of the Wisconsin Auctioneers Association, uh, we go above and beyond what the state requires, and uh, you'll see that at the convention as well. Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about why uh, the professional association has been something you stay dedicated with. For me, I mean, the professional organizations that I'm involved with, aside from improvement in my skill set, it's also a lot about camaraderie for me. I've got to believe the same for you. Oh, yes. it's it's When, when you get together with a group of your competitors, let's say, um, we're still working together to make the, the auction industry the best it can be. And uh, with the the going above and beyond the, the requirements of the state, we have additional education. And, uh, and, and you can go to the national level as well and even get farther, uh, uh, further education through the national level as well. You know, the other thing I, I want to come back to that I started our conversation with, that is, I always think about our auctioneers as people that are involved in agriculture, but I'm sure that you see an awful lot of auctioneers, especially during the state convention, that really do a wide variety of things. Some may not even get involved at all with agriculture. Right. You're right. I mean, there there's many different marketplaces to sell your items, but... But with the, you can uh, talk about antiques, collectibles, uh, general household. Uh, people need their houses cleaned out when they have to move to another facility as well. And 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 then you have benefit auctions. And uh, a lot of people didn't think that that was a thing. Uh, it's huge. Uh, benefit auctions are huge. Yeah. And there's something that's a common denominator all over the United States. Riley call in studio with us, not only an auctioneer himself, but currently the president of the Wisconsin Auctioneers Association. They've got their state convention January 29th through the 31st. It's going to be at The Lodge in Mauston. That website, again, wisconsinauctioneers.org. So as board president then, Riley, tell me a little bit about how you pulled the convention together or helped pull the convention together. Where did you want the emphasis to be? Well, the emphasis is is working together. Um, that's the theme of this year's convention. Uh, sometimes uh, we think we're working together, but there is more we can do at within our association. Not to mention the entire public. I mean, working together is is, is necessary to uh, further and, and and make your association grow and and make your life grow, for that matter. 
I see some of the guest speakers that you've got coming in that might not necessarily at first blush be something that people would assume auctioneers want to hear about. For example, you've got some folks coming in from Quick Trip. Tell me a little bit about the guest speakers, kind of the lineup for the couple days worth of uh, seminars. Yeah, uh, Ben Liebel uh, is going to be coming uh, to talk uh, from Quick Trip. Uh, let's say he's going to be like our motivational speaker. Uh, and then we have uh, uh, Josh Lowensteiner. He's uh, from the NAA, and he'll be talking about uh, salesmanship, and he'll be talking about uh, the CAI class, Certified Auction Institute, which is a three-year class, which a lot of our members uh, take as well. Then we have Dave Taylor, and then he's going to be talking about artificial intelligence and Wade Bear, uh, a board member from the National Auction uh, Association, uh, is going to be speaking on advocacy. You know, there are some uh, items that are, shall we say, a little bit more monitored. People have to understand that auctioneers in Wisconsin, as you alluded at the outset, are kind of bound to some guidelines, some regulations, some code of conduct that's either through the state licensing or through the association. You're also going to be focused in on some of those updates, too. Yes, uh, every two years, uh, as required by the state, uh, every auctioneer has to have uh, 12 hours of continuing education. And uh, if you come to the convention, uh, we offer uh, six hours uh, every every year, and then that that you know fulfills your requirements. And then this year, uh, we're going to be speaking on uh, ethics, and we'll have a lawyer in there talking the legal aspects, and then uh, insurance as well. Uh, all, all very necessary uh, I- uh, items to cover uh, for your uh, licenses. I see you've invited the friends from the Department of Transportation. People might not necessarily put two and two together there with auctioneers and the Department of Transportation, but you guys really, when, when an auction is going on, you turn into the smartest people in the room when it comes to some of these things. Yeah, well, you, you know, we're the smartest people, but uh, we're well-educated. Um, we just continue you you can never have enough education and we'll have some roundtable discussions uh with the dot uh, an answer and question session um we did have a zoom membership meeting uh, uh in in one part of the year with the uh, atf uh, regarding firearms and uh we have a uh discussion about having a regional con- a convention rather than a state convention and and then our legislative committee uh, will be talking about there's there there's so much on the legislative table now especially with firearms as well that if if you come to the convention you're going to find these things out and we have a team that's that's highly dedicated to uh, uh, letting our legislators know uh, what we need again Riley call in studio with us he's the president of the Wisconsin auctioneers Association their state convention coming up January 29th through the 31st, as he said, at the Lodge in Boston. How's it going, Riley, as far as recruitment? I think every facet of any business struggles with trying to find new talent that really can get their arms around the business pretty quickly. How are you guys doing in the auctioneer business? I, I think uh, there are a number of schools around, and uh, we we keep in touch with them uh, for uh, new graduates. Uh, we actually had a, there's a new graduate uh, that's, uh, that that graduated from the the auctioneer's school, became a member, and he's going to be in the auctioneer's contest as well. And I'm pretty sure you know him, too. Well, that's good. That's good. Seeing uh, young blood come in, always important. So, again, if people are interested, wisconsinauctioneers.org. If I'm just kind of a casual observer, Riley, or maybe I'm somebody that uh, is thinking about, as you pointed out, a nonprofit uh, 
uh, fundraisers, something like that. Are they welcome, or is it just kind of for the hardcore auctioneers? Oh no, you you can come to the convention as well. If if you go on the website, you'll you'll see the registration form and and in all aspects. In, in fact, uh, the National Auction Association did change their name from National Auctioneers Association, and uh, we've had some thought uh, within the, the state of Wisconsin of maybe doing the same thing. So we're going to be talking about that as well with our members too to see if that's a, a possibility. So that that includes every every person in the auction business. And it's always good to hear those conventions. <laughs> we've talked so much about gathering conventions, education over January and February. And the auctioneers are going to be meeting the end of the month. And that was the president of the Wisconsin Auctioneers, Riley Call. Midwest Farm Report. Geez, I almost missed the right button there to get Rocky Olson from Premier Livestock on. Are you all ready for the cold? Uh, not really. I don't think you ever quite get prepared for the deep freeze, but uh, I guess we'll be ready one way or another. Yeah, it's going to come whether we want it to or not. So. Yep. Well, how'd those markets look yesterday? Uh, thank you, Jill. Good morning, everyone. This is how yesterday's dairy cattle auction shaped up. We sold 165 head of dairy cattle. Market was very strong. Uh, top fresh cows brought 2,300 to 2,800. Uh, many other cows from 17 to 2,275. We had one load of fresh Jersey cross cows. There was 25 of those. Uh, they brought 2,375 average. Uh, one complete High stall herd dispersal uh, straight through average 2,070. Uh, top springing heifers from 1,900 all the way up to 2,700. Uh, lesser quality cows and springing heifers 17 and down. Next week we get another dairy cattle auction with many top reputation consignments. Uh, we are taking more consignments. We do have a herd pending for next week. Uh, here's a market recap for the week. Top Holstein fed steers, choice and prime from 145 to 154. Beef cross up to 160. 65. Market cows traded higher. High yielding cows from 91 to a dollar 11. Many from 75 to 90. Market bulls high yielding from 94 to 110. Your organic market cows sold every Monday and Tuesday, mostly from 126 to 153. Calf market it keeps getting a little higher here, guys. Newborn Holstein bull calves very strong from 250 all the way up to 560 on the Holsteins. Your beef cross 350 all the way up to $700 on those beef cross. Holstein heifer calves also getting higher, $195 ahead and down. Questions? Give us a call at Premier 715-229-2500. Check out the detailed uh, market report. Uh, updated daily advanced consignments at PremierLivestockAndAuctions.com. Also, don't forget our large farm machinery auction. will be coming up March 15th. We're now accepting consignments for that sale. And that's how things are shaping up. And... It sounds to me like maybe some of those farmers wanted to fill their barns before this cold comes in. Yeah, get a few extra in there. Yep. Get a few extra in there, get that body heat going. Yep. If well, you didn't get quite enough next week, we'll sell some more next week for you. So. <laughs> sounds like a good plan. Well, you All have right, a gr- great weekend and stay warm. You too. Thank you. And that was Rocky Olson from Premier Livestock. And I've got Morgan McCarthy in the house, and it's time to hit some of our local news. Good morning, Morgan. 
Well, good morning. Here's what we're learning today. We start with an Eau Claire man charged with distributing meth. 30-year-old Joshua Reedy charged with that, among other things, and intent to distribute. The indictment alleges that in October, Reedy distributed meth and possessed 50 grams or more of that with intent to distribute. And if convicted, Reedy faces a mandatory minimum penalty of five years, maximum 40 years in federal prison. As we look into other headlines, Western Wisconsin Police Chief is facing an OWI charge after wrecking a city car last week. The state patrol is handling the investigation into a leave police chief Patrick McKillop as Trempolo County prosecutors filed OWI charges against the chief this week. Those charges stem from a crash last Thursday just outside of the police department. He's due back in court in April to answer the OWI charge. They were around the meeting table last night in Chippewa with schools now going to you voters for an extra seven million dollars over the next three years and that will include a pay bump for teachers. City school board last night approved a three-year operating referendum for the April ballot so voters now you decide if you want to pay two and a half million dollars more in taxes each year for the next three years. As a superintendent there says, Chippewa Falls schools need that money to cover a drop in enrollment and a bump in teachers' salaries, among other things. Breaking it down to your bill, about $10 a year to the average homeowner's tax bill. And Wisconsin is represented in D.C. with a familiar name to our area. Western Wisconsin's congressman wants to rename Thomas VA Hospital. Congressman Derek Van Orden introduced legislation on Capitol Hill to rename the VA after a Marine veteran who overdosed on opioids in 2014 while being being treated at the VA. More details on this online, 715newsroom.com. And the temperature is getting colder. Does that mean you could use a hot toddy? You'd be celebrating. Today's the day, right, Brie? In Scotland, it's called a hot toddy. In Ireland, a hot whiskey. And in the U.S., southern cough syrup. It's whiskey mixed with water and honey served hot, and it's medicinal. It's been used as a cure for what ails you since at least 1786. It's been proven to lessen cold and flu symptoms and help you get rest, but it's not for kids. The Department of Agriculture did a study that shows even heated 85% of the alcohol is intact. I'm Bree Tennis. Maybe fill the old Stanley thermos with that today in the barn as we get those chores done, especially over the next few days. Could use a little bit of that hot toddy to warm up with Joe Welke and your Midwest Farm Report. I'm kind of grinning back here because I think hot toddies will cure almost anything you've got if you uh, mix it just right. Before we go to our markets, let's look at some of the things that are happening around the area. But first up, I'm going to talk about the 2024 Wisconsin Fairs to the Fair is... Kelsey Henderson from Racine County Fair. Congratulations to you. They just crowned her last night. And from our area, we've got Amalia Draxler from the St. Croix County Fair. She was the second runner-up. And the third runner-up, or the, oh, excuse me, the fourth runner-up was Aaliyah Hunter from the Trempolo County Fair. So congratulations to them for going, jumping forth into that contest. Um, next week... I'm going to be giving away some tickets to the Central Wisconsin Sports Show. And that's in Rothschild. It's at the Central Wisconsin Convention and Expo Center in Rothschild. It's the 14th annual, and it'll be on February 9th through Sunday, February 11th. So all kinds of fishing and hunting and and all kinds of stuff going on. There's seminars that are going to be happening. Classes are going to be happening. And I've got... 10 tickets to give away. Next week is the second Nutrient Management Education Workshop on Tuesday, starting at 11, going till 2 at the Ag and Resource Center in Altoona. And it's an education part. It's 
they'll be uh, working with you to show you how to fill out your nutrient management forms. And I believe they'll help you fill them out after you get through that. But it's a lunch is included, so please reach out so you have your seat reserved. And in Blair, there's the Crop Inputs Nitrogen on Tuesday, January 16th. The meeting is from 1 till 3 at the Blair Community Center in Blair, and that's put out by uh, Extension, Trempolo County Extension. And they're going to have some speakers and talk to you about what you're putting into your soil. And on Wednesday... January 17th, it's the Wisconsin Farmers Union is hosting their Farm and Rural Lobby Day. And it starts at 10 o'clock at Bethel Lutheran Church near the Capitol Square. You need to please pre-register. Go to the WisconsinFarmersUnion.com and you'll find your place to pre-register. And that's so they can make the contact with your legislators They'll verse you all up on what's happening down at the Capitol for legislation and uh, help prepare you to talk to your legislators. And I want to do a huge thank you. I did a shout out to looking for some help for Amelia Hayden down in Osseo Fairchild and the FFA. They're putting on a pancake breakfast on January 21st from starting at, yeah, January 21st is a Sunday starting at 8 o'clock, going till noon, and they wanted to do a toy and craft show. And I've got some responses back, so a huge thank you. She let me know last night that she got some spreadsheets and excited to get going on that. So uh, get those toy and craft shows going. We need to be starting with our markets. And we're going to start off with the Barron Market. And we've got Al in today. Our high yielding choice Holstein steers from 146 to 150. Our choice Holstein steers from 138 to 145. Our unfinished steers and heifers 137 and down. 20% of our cow cows today from 89 to 94, we topped out at 97, with 60% selling from 51 to 88, and 20% 50 and down. Just a reminder that March 16th will be our first small animal sale. So if you have any questions, please contact me at the market at 608-477-5825. Have a good morning. And we need to head south and hear from Hot Eamon and Sparta Equity. Fed cattle selling steady today with the high yielding choice beef steers and heifers 173 to 180 choice and select beef steers and heifers 162 to 172. Beef and dairy cross steers 145 to 165. High yielding choice Holstein steers 144 to 150. Topping at 152. Choice and select Holstein steers 133 to 143 with unfinished tiers. Heifers and heavy steers 85 to 133. Cow market steady. Quality beef slaughter cows up to $1.05. High yielding slaughter dairy cows 80 to 95. Cutters and utilities, 40 to 79, with low yielding and canner cows, 39 cents and down. Bull market steady, most bull green, 90 to 105, with a thin full bulls over 2,200 pounds discounted at 89 cents and down. Just a reminder, our next sale will be Monday, January 15th, starting at 1130 with sheep and goats, followed by hogs, calves, fed cattle, bulls, and cows. This is a hut aimed at equity lives that can Sparta with this marketing update. And we thank you for your business. And Hot Eman, thank you for getting us up to date on what's happening down there in Sparta. 
And I've got Jerry Fitzgerald from Equity Stratford on the line. Did you get any snow last night? Joe, good morning. Yeah, we got some, uh, oh, I think it was around 8, uh, between 8 and 9 in that area. Uh, I didn't really go out and check it out, but I'll maybe just go out and see what it looks like. Maybe 1 to 2 inches again, kind of that fluffier stuff. But I see the uh, county plow just went through, so the road should be, they're working at getting it off, whatever little bit's on there. But uh, uh, looking looking at the extended weather forecast and listening to the weather guy, maybe you should just email Bob and say, Bob, you don't want to come back to Wisconsin for a while because it's going to be kind of cold. <laughs> well, and if you've seen any of his latest posts, he kind of looks like a lobster out there. Oh, well, it's probably about 85 or 90 out there, and he comes back to Wisconsin when we have a chill factor of minus 15. He'll be wanting to get back back on the plane, you know. Yeah, that's usually what happens, though. So it is what it is. What happened yep. at the markets yesterday? Yeah, we better be doing that. Uh, Jill, thank you, and a very good morning to everyone. A summary from yesterday, Wednesday, here at Equity Stratford. And uh, we'll start with the feeder cattle sale yesterday. Feeder cattle continue being pretty good demand yesterday. Uh, lighter weight beef steers, uh, uh, those under 400 pounds, selling mostly from 190 to 295. Your four to six weight beef steers from 180 to 250. Uh, six to eight weight beef steers from 170 to 35. Your heavier beef steers mostly from 140 to 165. Lightweight uh, beef heifers uh, selling mostly from 160 to 260. Your six to eight weight beef heifers from 150 to 210. Heavier beef heifers 140 to 190. Lightweight Holstein steers mostly from 130 to 170, and uh, they have your Holsteins pretty much in a range from 125 to 155. Now we'll get into the market portion of the auction yesterday. On the cow market yesterday, fully steady trend on the cows. High-yielding, fleshy, Holstein, and beef cows in yesterday's sale, selling from 87 to 105 and a half. Uh, most of the cows uh, we sold yesterday and this week, selling between 65 and 85. That's the majority of the cows we're selling, the light carcass cows, thin cows, 60 and below. Fed cattle trade yesterday, your choice grading Holstein steers are selling mostly from 132 to 147. High-yielding choice Holsteins from 148 to a top of 154 and a half. Select grading cattle under finished cattle, uh, 127 and below. Bull market, uh, better quality bulls are at 92 to 107 with your lighter bulls 88 and below. Calf market continues to be very strong. Good quality replacement Holstein bull calves weighing 9,230 pounds, selling from 300 to 520 on yesterday's auction. Uh, heifer calves mostly from 75 to 150. Good quality beef calves, very good demand on those also from 350 to 625 on yesterday's auction. We are at Thursday here. Our auction does start this morning at 11 o'clock, uh, full marketing day, market cattle, fed cattle, bulls. Get those baby calves uh, around the lunch hour. And just a reminder, full marketing week on schedule next week, of course. I know on the 15th, I believe, uh, there are some folks that uh, have uh, the 15th off. I know the banks are closed. I don't think there's any postal delivery. Equity Stratford will be open next Monday, January 15th, as per usual on Monday, so no questions about that. And Tuesday, our next uh, hay sale, and also our next dairy auction, also next Tuesday. So, Jill, that's what we have for the folks this morning. Uh, do drive careful out there because some places, uh, you know, we got snow, and, you know, it's uh, going to take a while to get some of it cleaned up. But we're, we're in winter now, so I guess we waited long enough. I think we did, and I will, I will re- uh energized with that it uh i went, came up on the interstate and i caught some black ice and it's a little bit dicey for a little bit so slow down and give yourself some extra time today 
That is very good advice. Well, thank you, Jill, and we will talk to you uh, tomorrow morning. And have Ab- a good day. Absolutely. And that was Jerry Fitzgerald from Equity Stratford. Marketing of the beef has changed so much. I'm lucky enough I get to talk to some American Angus Association and Troy Marshall. He is part of that American Angus Association, and I love my steaks, and I think the American public is learning to love it a little bit more, as that's always my hope as a beef producer. But what's the Angus Association doing to help that word get out about that quality product and get some marketing going? Really on two fronts. Of course, we have the Certified Angus Beef Program, which is consumer-facing, and I work more with the customer our commercial cattlemen side of the business and we're really focused on our angus link program which is angus verified and the genetic merit scorecard and so what we do those two programs angus verified in that sea of black cattle it uh helps differentiate those cattle that they're out of registered angus sires and the scorecard which we've had a 300 percent growth in this last year uh, in terms of enrollments it has three scores. They give a feedlot, grid, and beef score, and it helps buyers know what those cattle are from a genetic standpoint. So it allows them to buy with more confidence. And we've seen almost $18 million in premiums in this last year going back to Angus Link customers as a result. Well, you're talking premiums and premiums for producers, but what about those consumers? Are they getting a product that's even more certified that they know what it's getting fed right down to the feedlot it comes out of? That's, you know, I think it was Ronald Reagan that said, trust but verify. And that's with a lot of these programs, we are going through the verification process. We're documenting that superior genetics, the superior management those producers are putting in there and telling the story about sustainability and the quality of the product and just the job we do as American cattlemen. And it's really exciting when you look at overall beef demand and the strength that we've seen. Um, I think that's played a role in that as well. Well, I posed the question to Troy about standards for raising those certified Angus beef, but he forwarded me to somebody that's the expert in it, and I've got Carolee. She's, that was my question. Are there standards for raising that beef? I mean, we've talked genetics. We've talked about where they're coming from. What are you guys doing for the producers that they need to be meeting to be certified Angus? That's a great question, Jill. And certified Angus beef has been all about high quality standards for the last 45 years. You know, our our brand is one that's founded on 10 science-based specifications. And those producers all across the country have been incredibly honed in on targeting carcass standards for raising high quality beef. Um, Today, when we look at the overall mix of upper two-thirds choice and prime beef that's in the marketplace today, um, producers have stepped up and they've answered that call from consumers for those high quality standards. There's more high-quality beef in the marketplace than ever before. But what we're also hearing is that consumers not only want high-quality, they want high-quality with a great story behind it. And at Certified Angus Beef, the American Angus Association... We're lucky enough to have both of those. We've got a really high-quality product with science-based specifications for the beef, but we also have an incredible grassroots story to tell from the producers who are sticking to high standards from a cattle care perspective, an environmental stewardship perspective, and then we're doing a lot in that in that realm. When we think about sustainability standards, as you know, we, we could pull hundred different people and get at least 99 different answers of what that means to them. But when we think about the end consumer, 
we know that they very closely affiliate cattle care to sustainability. Cattle care standards are a very high uh, priority for them. And so this year, actually just earlier this month, we partnered with Cisco, which would be one of Certified Angus Beef's largest customers. They're one of the largest animal protein distributors across the country. Um, they approached us and they said, our customers care about cattle care. And we want to partner with Certified Angus Beef to invest in producers in a way that helps build the confidence in our consumer for the standards that those farmers and ranchers are, are held to from um, an animal management perspective. It's time to take our final look at our markets with that polar vortex building in Western Canada. Our uh, crop markets are seeing a little bit of that, hurting them or um, Helping them out. So March corn sitting at 460, up a penny. March oats 385, up a fraction. March soybeans 1245, up nine cents. And our March wheat sitting at 612, up a penny and a half. And our country elevator prices: Golden Plump and Arcadia's 424 for their corn. And Baldwin 396 and 1161. Falls and Connorsville 394 for corn and 1179 for beans. Durand. 3.91 and 11.51 Mondovi 3.96 for corn and 11.56 for beans. Elmwood 4.01 and 11.61 Fall Creek 3.91 and 11.51 and Inacio 4.06 for corn and 11.61 for beans. Elk Mound 3.95 and 11.68 Sparta 4.04 and 11.53 Ellsworth 381 and 11.56 for beans. Loyal 3.96 and 11.55. In Arcadia 4.11, 11.65 for beans. And our ethanol plants: Boyceville 4.20, Stanley 4.16, and New Richmond 4.11 for those corn prices. And our cheese markets: Barrels 148 up a penny. 40 pound blocks 156 up a nickel. Gray double A butter. 256 and three quarters, no change from yesterday. And our class three milk futures, January down a nickel to 1520, February up 24 cents to 1622, and March 1666 up another 16 cents. And our final look at our 13 first alert weather today, it's going to only, <laughs> we're not going to get any movement on our temperature because here in Eau Claire, we're sitting at 27 degrees and that's our high for today. Tomorrow's high at 25 and then Saturday getting a little cooler, only high up to 12. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, it's going to be cold with below zero temperatures at night. And there's a winter storm watch in effect for Friday for our area. So some more snow coming. And that's what I have for you for the farm show. Remember, take care of yourself and take care of each other. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report, available at waxradio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed and Montovi. On-demand content at waxradio.com.